0: Four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First. This is without question the most difficult film I've had to review in a long career of film criticism. I say that because to parody arguably the darkest period in history feels wrong and uncomfortable. Of course, it's been done before. And that was the point, to represent the Germans as dictatorial buffoons and blowhards oppressing the Jews. When a Jew makes a comedic film about the Holocaust, think Mel Brooks, arguably he or she can get away with it. But with the best of intent, I'm not convinced the same can be said about a non-Jew. In this case, the subject is ripe for the humorous sensibilities of a filmmaker whose maternal grandfather is of Russian Jewish heritage and whose mother is Jewish. His name is Taika Watiti and he describes himself as a Polynesian Jew. The film starts with a 10 year old hero of the film practicing his Heil Hitlers to an imaginary Adolf as the former is about to enter training for the Youth League. I squirmed. In fact, the repetitive salutation is a running gag throughout Jojo Rabbit. By the way, the film's title is drawn from the fact that its hero is tasked with an odious job involving a live bunny and shirks. Jojo Rabbit is based on Christine Lunen's acclaimed novel Caging Skies that came out in 2004. The story begins in fictional Falkenheim. In this quaint town under Nazi rule, the end of the war is rapidly approaching. However, in 10-year-old Jojo Betzler, Roman Griffin Davis's bedroom, anticipation is mounting. For today, he finally has the chance he's been waiting for, to join the Jungvolk, a.k.a. the Hitler Youth. To Jojo, so gullible to the pervasive propaganda that surrounds him, it feels like his first opportunity to do something big and important, to help protect his single mother, and maybe even to feel like he belongs. To soothe his insecurities, Jojo brings along an imaginary friend, a clownish, hair-brained apparition of Hitler, Taika Waititi, who, with all the emotions of a child, dispenses advice Jojo might have sought from his absent father. With Adolf in his head, Jojo feels invincible, but in fact Jojo's troubles are just starting. Humiliated and nearly decapitated in the Jungvog camp, his frustration only grows. Then Jojo makes a discovery that slowly yet radically transforms how he sees the world. His mother Rosie, Scarlett Johansson, has been hiding a Jewish girl in the wall, a terrible risk to all three of them. Here, in his very own home, is the danger he's been warned about. But as Jojo endeavours to keep tabs on the mysterious Elsa, Thomas and Mackenzie, his fear and vigilance grow into something even Adolf can't seem to fathom. For the more he gets to know Elsa as a person, the more she becomes someone Jojo can't imagine allowing anyone, including his Nazi idols, to harm. Movies First with Alex First I acknowledge there are a lot of amusing one-liners that pepper the movie, which traces how the youngster is turned from a committed Nazi Jew-hater to a sympathetic friend of one who his mother is hiding. Problem is, I felt ill at ease chuckling because to make light of the situation that occurred and that's presented in the picture seemed inappropriate. Others won't have the same reservations. It gets back to the conversation about whether or not anything is or should be sacrosanct in the arts, and in society for that matter. The characters and characterizations are well drawn and the performances suitably funny. I like the wide-eyed innocence of Davis, and in a superb supporting performance, the more grounded sincerity brought to bear by Archie Yates as his best mate and fellow Youth Brigade debutante, Yorkie. Mackenzie is suitably feisty, soulful and instructive as Elsa, while Johansson immediately makes her presence felt as a bold heroine and Jojo's mother. Sam Rockwell is a scene-stealer as the Youth League instructor, Captain Klesendorf, whose heart isn't in it. Rebel Wilson brings her customary, over-the-top persona to a gung-ho pen-pusher, Fräulein Rahm, comfortable with perpetrating and pushing acts of violence for the motherland. For what it is, and for what it purports to be, Jojo Rabbit is well made and executed. Watiti plays appropriately encouraging to young Jojo, but still prone to deranged bouts of vitriol as the manifestation of the dictator and director of evil. As for levels of comfort viewing this movie, clearly that'll be in the eyes of the beholder. Whilst my natural antipathy waned from time to time and I enjoyed elements of the film, I remained uneasy waiting for the next outrageous depiction or scene. Still, it has originality going for it. Jojo Rabbit scores a a 7.5 out of 10. (laughs)